Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for this show. And today we're going to be discussing the reality of the mandate that Joe Biden passed last week and America's pushback against that. On top of that, we also have a story about the top U.S. general who has committed treason and sold the U.S. out to China. And finally, we'll be talking about the recall election, which will be wrapping up tonight. I am recording this podcast on Tuesday, September 14th, and I'd imagine that the results of the recall election will come out as we are broadcasting. So stay tuned for the results of that election. Uh, Newsom just posted this just one more hour until the polls close. Do what the sign says. And the sign says vote no. And I wanted to start the show out with this today because this is just so fitting of every single Democrat in office. Just do what the sign says. Just do what the media tells you. Don't think for yourself and do exactly what we tell you. So it will be very interesting to see the results of this recall election. Many people were out in full force against Gavin Newsom. My good friend Drew Hernandez was out reporting on the uh, recall. Well, I guess it was a speaking event where Joe Biden was campaigning for Newsom last night. There was a huge crowd of Trump supporters uh, to greet Joe Biden's motorcade, and they were all booing. There was um, hundreds of people out there, maybe even thousands. It was a huge crowd. They were all booing Joe Biden. And of course, Gavin Newsom, because Californians want him out. They are tired of his bad leadership. So it will be very interesting to see what comes of this recall election, especially since I already have some friends sending me interesting screenshots of MSN who accidentally already posted and quickly deleted an article saying that Gavin Newsom won the recall election against Larry Elder. So I can't confirm if that screenshot is real or not, but I am seeing some of these things being circulated. Very interesting to see what will happen with this election, as many are already feeling like it is going to be somewhat fortified. So stay tuned and we will keep you guys updated on the results of that. Fingers crossed that Larry Elder is able to pull through and California is able to make some good change. Now, last week I wanted to do a show and I wasn't able to just because of travel, but Joe Biden passed an extreme new mandate over all Americans and businesses, basically anyone with over 100 employees now has to either force their employees to get vaccinated or subject them to invasive medical procedures, aka COVID testing every single week or be subjected to up to a $14,000 fine. Now I saw this tweet the other day that reads, it saddens me to see other country citizens fight harder for freedom than the people in the land of the free. And the reason I wanted to bring this up as well is because it really is a testament to how spoiled we are in this country and how we've gotten to this point where the government feels and our president feels like he has the ability to stand up in front of us and pass these these unconstitutional mandates that overreach on all of our rights. And why does the government and why do these officials feel like they even have the power to do this? Because they no longer fear the American people and they no longer fear the American people because the American people have become so complacent and subservient to the government. We've all become very lazy. We are all very uh you know, our work ethic in this country, it's, it's collapsed so much. We've seen the destruction of the traditional family. I was talking to my good friend, Adam Kriegler, about how the government doesn't want manly men and they don't want strong men in this country because strong men are going to want to protect their families. They're going to want to work hard and they're going to want to protect their rights and their freedoms. It's much easier to control subservient men, which is why the government is constantly uh, attacking masculinity as a toxic thing. What the government wants us to follow 
follow and wants us to be like are the elitists who were at the Met Gala last night. We are going to go over this just a little bit, guys, because it is well worth mentioning that we have all of these multi-million millionaires, basically, who were up in front of the entire country at the Met Gala, an event that cost $30,000 per ticket and over a quarter million dollars for a table. And these were the people that were there. We have this old woman, I don't know who she is, and she's wearing a dress that says equal rights for women, because we all know we don't have equal rights as men in this country. Uh, Show me which one, show me where in America we don't have equal rights as women. Okay, let's move on. We have uh, this model wearing this ugly ass shirt that says peg the patriarchy. Okay. Uh, all right. Whatever. We're going to keep going here. We have Megan Rapinoe, pink haired soccer player who's holding a clutch that says in gay we trust. Yeah, no, we don't actually Thanks. Speak for yourself on that one. And then finally, the bell of the ball, we have AOC in a tax the rich gown. And of course, she has faced a lot of criticism for wearing this because again, just to reiterate at a an event that cost $30,000 per ticket to get into over a quarter mil for a table. And she's wearing a dress that says tax the rich. Um, honey, you are the rich last time I checked. So just a couple of pictures from the Met Gala. Let's keep going. A lot of people were highlighting the hypocrisy of how all of the elites there were not wearing face masks. But for some reason, all of the help, all of the cameramen, all of the people who were holding up their dresses, they were all in face masks. Someone comments, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others from George Orwell's Animal Farm. A very great quote there. And then finally, we have Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck kissing each other through their face masks. And if that isn't a testament to America in 2021 and just how insane everything is here, I don't know what else is. But there you guys go. This is the America that the government wants. And this is the America that the elites want for you, not for themselves, of course, because as you can see, they're attending these fancy schmancy events. We also had the VMAs this past um you know, a couple of days where everyone was there in their ugly ass outfits and uh, no one was wearing face masks. Everyone was having a great time. <laughs> one more picture from the Met Gala last night. This is of Dan Levy and he's wearing this outfit where he kind of just looks like a crumpled up tissue. And uh, Caleb Hole ironically asks, dear men, what is preventing you from looking like this? I would answer that question with uh, probably t- testosterone and masculinity. That's probably what is preventing the average man from looking like that. Now, To start off our COVID news for the day, because again, I do want to reiterate that Joe Biden has since announced this new mandate on businesses all across America. This was on September 9th, last Thursday, Biden to announce OSHA rule requiring businesses with more than 100 employees to ensure workers are either fully vaccinated or tested weekly per the White House. Violations could come with substantial fines of up to nearly $14,000 for providers. So that's what Joe Biden unleashed on the American public. And um, of course, it was absolutely hilarious to see too Joe Biden stand up in front of the entire country and try to instill fear into everybody. Um, He was basically saying that his patience was wearing thin with the unvaccinated and that we will face severe consequences if we refuse to comply with this. Um, Let's go ahead and just play this quick video of Joe Biden. It's just completely laughable. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. 
Okay, Joe Biden. Well, guess what? America's patience is wearing thin and nobody likes you. Nobody wants you here. This entire past weekend at football games, once again, we were hearing this chance of F Joe Biden. Uh, Donald Trump was announcing a UFC fight. People were chanting F Joe Biden and then went into chants of we want Trump. And why is that? It's because this is who our president is and this is how he talks to the American people um, during his speech last week as well. This is also what he had to say to Americans who opposed this mandate. So, as you guys can hear, Joe Biden creepily whispers, Get vaccinated. And then you have all of these reporters yelling and screaming because, as he has basically unleashed one of the most again overreaching policies on our rights that we've probably ever seen he just walks away he runs away from the press and then reporters are asking him is is this even constitutional can you even do this now let's go ahead and um listen to what dr fauci would have to say about this because you know we like to listen to dr fauci on this show because he is at the end of the day the ultimate God of our entire country. And what he says is Bible. It's absolute truth. And he's never, ever hypocritical. He's never countered his own opinions. And so we like to look to Dr. Fauci for scientific guidance in this country. And of course, we know that he is really guiding Joe Biden and the entire country through this pandemic. So let's go ahead and listen really quickly too to what Dr. Fauci has to say regarding health and, and face masks, just has an, a reiteration of how we should be living our lives here. And the best way for me to prevent getting an infectious disease and having to have you as my doctor is what? Um, wearing a mask. No, um, no, no, no. You do that. <laughs> you, um, somebody's I can see they're ready to sneeze or cough, you, walk away. You avoid all the paranoid aspects and okay. do something positive. A, good diet. B, you don't smoke, I know. I know you don't drink, at least not very much, so that's pretty good. Get some exercise. I know that you don't get as much exercise as yes, you should. That's correct. Get good sleep. I think the, the normal, low-tech, healthy things okay. are the best thing that you can do, David, is stay All healthy. Right. Well, and well, that is quite shocking. I guess we have to cancel Dr. Fauci. And this, of course, is not a recent interview. This is a Bloomberg interview from back in 2019, where Dr. Fauci is telling the interviewer, just, you know, have a good diet, don't smoke, get your exercise, get good sleep, be healthy. How that rhetoric has changed. Now we're hearing, well, you should probably just double mask and get triple vaccinated uh, for your health and for the health of others, because even though the vaccination protects you, everyone still has to get vaccinated because somehow the unvaccinated are also putting the vaccinated at risk, even though the vaccination protects the vaccinated. But um, let's not question the science, please, please, guys. We don't do that here on this show. Absolutely not. We just blindly follow the government. Now, Joe Biden also had a couple of things to say about the um, TSA and just rules and regulations regarding flying and travel. And Dr. Fauci has since come out with a... Uh, extreme and new mandate that he's trying to push and he has since supported. So we'll get into that after this quick video. But let's just go ahead and listen to what Joe Biden has to say regarding the TSA and uh, us traveling. I required masks for all federal buildings on, on federal lands, on airlines and other modes of transportation. Today, tonight, I'm announcing that the Transportation Safety Administration, the TSA, will double the fines on travelers that refuse to mask. If you break the rules, 
Be prepared to pay. And by the way, show some respect. The anger you see on television toward flight attendants and others doing their job is wrong. It's <sighs> okay, Joe Biden. Um, all I would say in response to that, because I actually did travel this weekend, and uh, this was one of the first things that I saw at the airport as well. Let me just show you guys this picture really quick. This is one of the first things when I that I saw when I walked into the airport. It was military members giving out free COVID-19 vaccinations. Got this great pick because I just wanted to show America the great use of our resources and our military in this country. This was the first thing that I saw. And then, of course, after hearing that threat from Joe Biden of, you know, wear a face mask or you're going to be fine double, you will you will become down on so severely. Well, guys, I have a confession. I still didn't wear my damn face mask because guess what? I don't give a damn what Joe Biden says. And all of this is complete BS. It's just complete BS. Now, in regards to travel and airlines, Dr. Fauci has since come out in support of vaccine passports to travel on airlines. Yes, we all knew this was coming, but he has finally come out and said it. Uh, the USA Today writes this headline, the government is mandating vaccination for most U.S. workers are airline passengers next question mark and some of the story highlights read Dr. Anthony Fauci the nation's top infectious disease expert thinks passengers should also be subject to a vaccine mandate in order to fly but Delta Airlines CEO Ed Bastian calls it a logistical dilemma President Joe Biden recently announced sweeping federal vaccine mandates in a bid to get COVID-19 cases under control, a move that will likely require airline employees to be vaccinated or take weekly tests. And then they ask, but what about airline passengers? Well, Dr. Anthony Fauci thinks passengers should be subject to a vaccine mandate in order to fly. His direct quote is, I would support that if you want to get on a plane and travel with other people that you should be vaccinated. Biden hasn't publicly mentioned a vaccine mandate for flights, but when asked about travel restrictions in a COVID-19 briefing last Friday, the White House COVID response team coordinator said nothing is off the table. And uh, again, per that announcement, fines will be doubling for passengers refusing to follow that federal mask mandate on planes and other public transportation. And I always see these federal mandate warnings at every single airport that I go to. And I walk past them without my face mask on because I have passed multiple TSA agents. I have passed multiple police officers or you know security guards in airlines. I have passed multiple airline employees, multiple pilots. Actually, the pilot on my plane, I'm not going to say which airline because I don't want to get anybody in trouble here, but the pilot on our plane walked out with an American flag tie on. He didn't have a face mask on. He was saying, God bless everybody. And it was the best thing I've ever seen. And then the stewardess kind of had her mask below her nose. And I just straight up had my mask off on my flight and no one really said anything to me. So there you guys go in regards to this double fine. Find me then. You won't. And if I do get fined, okay, I don't care. It's still my right to breathe fresh air. So do what you're going to do. Now, unfortunately, the crackdown is coming down really hard on a lot of people post this mandate per, from Joe Biden. Again, people are having to really face the decision on whether or not they want to get vaccinated or be subjected to weekly testing. And people are really pushing back. Um, and again, too, I, I want to highlight why this administration is pushing this and why they're coming down so hard. Uh, apparently, a huge number of unvaccinated Delta workers got the vaccine after a $200 surcharge announcement 
officials said. And then, of course, uh, this liberal, this justice warrior, social justice warrior on Twitter comments, after Delta Airlines told its employees that they would get charged $2,400 a year if they didn't get the free vaccine, they had, wait for it, zero people quit over the policy. Instead, 4,000 more of their workers chose to get vaccinated. People are all talk mandates work. Now, I'm highlighting this here because it's literally taking the entire U.S. government, bullying people and taking money physically out of their pockets and away from them paying their bills to force them to get this for allegedly one of the most dangerous diseases in all of history. Last time I checked, if people's lives were actually at risk, you wouldn't have to forcefully take money out of their pockets to force them to do something. But here we are. And this is the mentality of all of these tyrannical people. This is the mentality of the government. And this is why they're pushing these mandates. Because they know people are not going to willingly do this because the average person, fortunately, still has common sense. So what are they doing? They're pushing this tyrannical overreach on our rights via hitting us where it hurts in our pocketbooks, not allowing us the ability to pay our bills. But luckily, people are pushing back. Not everyone, though, because uh, per the CNN article, NBA players won't need to be vaccinated against COVID-19 ahead of the new season. Just the average middle class American who, you know, keeps this entire economy and this entire uh, country running. So NBA players, they're exempt, but uh, everyone else isn't. People are pushing back, though, and a New York hospital is having to pause baby deliveries after staffers quit over the vaccine mandate. Uh, An upstate New York hospital said it will pause the delivery of babies in two weeks because of a spate of resignations by maternity unit workers who are objecting to COVID-19 vaccination mandates. Lewis County General Hospital in Lowville will temporarily stop delivering babies after September 24th. During a news conference Friday afternoon, their CEO said that seven of 30 hospital workers resigned um, were from the hospital's maternity ward, and he added another seven maternity unit staffers were undecided about getting the vaccine. So there you guys go. People are actually not sticking to this mandate, and they are pushing back. And people are having to, or businesses specifically, are having to pause baby deliveries. And if enough people actually stand up against this and push back against this, then this will happen on a larger scale, and we will actually see change in a positive direction, but only if enough people stand up. So that's what's happening in New York. On top of that, we also have Arizona suing the Biden administration over the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Arizona is the first state to sue President Biden and his administration over the sweeping coronavirus vaccine mandates for federal employees and workers in the private sector announced last week. In announcing the lawsuit, Arizona Attorney General Mark Bronovich accused Biden of overreaching, saying under our Constitution, the president is not a king who can exercise this sort of unbridled bridled power unilaterally. The federal government cannot force people to get the COVID-19 vac- vaccine. The Biden administration is once again flouting our laws and precedents to push their radical agenda. And it's not only Arizona who is pushing back. Um, We also have military members pushing back and also uh, Ron DeSantis as well. He was saying that businesses that push this vaccine mandates on their employees, the businesses will face a $5,000 fine if they subject their employees to that. So shout out to Arizona and shout out to Florida. And of course, Ron DeSantis for always being ahead of the curve on this and always pushing back immediately on every single one of these unconstitutional mandates. Now our military 
is coming under a lot of fire because apparently they all have to be vaccinated by December 15th. That was the the date that I've heard of the latest. And I've talked to a lot of military members on my Instagram. I have a story if you guys would like to go look at it. I reached out to military members and I asked them what their options were regarding vaccination or religious exemption. And basically they said that they're getting bullied into getting the vaccine, that they are being told that if they don't get it, they will be dishonorably discharged, which will effectively make it harder for them to get a job in civilian life, get VA loans, yada, yada. My little sister is having to deal with this, this exact same thing. She's only 18 years old. So think about it. A lot of people don't know what they want to do outside of high school. So they're still very young. They go straight into the military. And now they're being faced with this choice and being told by the higher ups, hey, either get the vaccine or we're going to ruin your life forever. So that's what our military is being faced with. But people are pushing back. Um, an army officer has resigned and get, given up his pension in protest of Biden's tyrannical vaccine mandate. And his wife tweeted out that apparently um, he was in the service for 18 years. So after 18 years of active duty service in the U.S. Army, my lieutenant colonel husband has resigned. He's walking away from all he's worked for and believed in since he was an ROTC kid at UGA. He's walking away from his retirement, and uh, then she posts his resignation memo. And again, this is something that I've heard from many of the military members that reached out to me. They were basically saying that they were being threatened, that if they don't get the vaccination, well, they can kiss their pension goodbye. Their lives are going to be ruined forever. Again, my little sister is one of the people who is dealing with this. Continuing on with our COVID news. Now, it isn't only hospital members or military members or, uh, you know, attorney generals and various politicians who are pushing back against these unconstitutional mandates. We also have celebrities speaking out, rappers specifically. Nicki Minaj came out with this tweet. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and beca became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. A lot of people were joking that haha, Nikki, that wasn't because of the vaccine. That was an STD. But either way, it is a very big thing to have one of the biggest female rappers in the industry speaking out about this and speaking out about adverse effects. She's also talked about too, how she didn't go to the Met Gala because you had to be vaccinated in order to go. And she said, if I'm going to get vaccinated, it's not going to be for a Met Gala. It's going to be because I made my own researched decision on it. And of course, Dr. Fauci didn't like that one bit. And he came out against Nikki and said that she should be thinking twice about sharing COVID vaccine rumors. So basically, Dr. Fauci said on Tuesday, there's no evidence to support Nicki Minaj's widely criticized claim this week that coronavirus vaccines could cause fertility problems. And the White House's chief medical advisor on COVID-19 also said the rapper should be thinking twice about spreading unsubstantiated misinformation. Now to Dr. Fauci's claim that there's no evidence to support Nicki Minaj's widely claim criticized claim that vaccines could cause fertility problems. Well, there's probably no evidence because, again, let's let's just, you know, shoot back to last week when the New York Post put this headline out that reads, the NIH orders a $1.67 million study on how COVID-19 vaccine 
could impact menstrual cycles. The National Institute of Health has announced a $1.6 million study to investigate reports that suggest the COVID-19 vaccine may come with an unexpected impact on reproductive health. So I guess Dr. Fauci is allowed to spread misinformation when he says that this is an unsubstantiated claim, when in fact, the NIH hasn't even done any long-term studies into this. So it's really funny how nobody has a memory and how that headline and that announcement came out literally last week. But now Dr. Fauci is criticizing Nicki Minaj for coming out and talking about these same adverse effects. Uh, even further, we have people in New York protesting against these mandates. Let me just go ahead and play a little bit of this audio. They're all chanting, just say no, just say no. And we've got hundreds and thousands of people who have been protesting in New York because this is a city and a place that has been subjected to some of these strictest rules in regards to vaccine passports. I have a couple of friends over there. Um, apparently, they do have to show that app now. They're key to New York in order to get into specific restaurants. So uh, the people of New York are coming down these very coming down or are being subjected to these very restrictive guidelines, and they're all pushing back over there. Uh, again, we had DeSantis coming out and saying if a government agency in the state of Florida forces a vaccine as a condition of employment that violates Florida law, you will face a $5,000 fine for every single violation. I previously said it was businesses, but I guess it's government agencies in the state of Florida that uh, Ron DeSantis will be pushing a $5,000 fine on for every single uh, vaccination violation. So there we go there. Again, we have politicians coming out and pushing back. So nice to see that. We also had top Republicans calling for public uprising to protest Biden's broad vaccine mandates. This came out last Friday. And Axios reports, this happens eight months after January 6th. And then they write, it has been decades since America has witnessed such blatant and sustained calls for mass civil disobedience against the government. And then, of course, people were like, hey, well, this was a uh, Washington, D.C. last summer. If you uh, guys forgot that BLM and Antifa completely burned down our entire country. And as you guys can see here, it is a picture of D.C. just on fire. And again, too, to that second portion, it has been decades since America has witnessed such blatant and sustained calls for mass civil disobedience against the government. I'm sorry, what about all of the politicians last year who said to get out in the streets and to push back and had their voices heard, who were calling to defund the police? Squad squad members, I'm looking at you, Ayanna Presley, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, just to name a few. Kamala Harris was literally pushing the Minnesota Freedom Fund, the same funds that were used to bail out a criminal who has since been rearrested for a violent crime. Yeah, did, did everyone kind of just forget about that? Of course they did, because the media rules us and the media is allowed to dictate what we remember and what we think. Now, what the media won't be reporting on are the studies coming out about how boys are more at risk for the Pfizer jab side effects than COVID. U.S. researchers say teenagers are more likely to get vaccine-related myocarditis than end up in a hospital with COVID. Healthy boys may be more likely to be admitted to a hospital with rare side effects of the Pfizer COVID vaccine that causes inflammation of the heart than COVID itself. Their analysis of medical data suggests that boys aged 12 to 15 with no underlying medical conditions are four to six times more likely 
to be diagnosed with vaccine-related myocarditis than ending up in a hospital with COVID over a four-month period. But we're not going to hear that being reported to us. And you know what? We're not going to see videos like this one either. Now, this is a D1 student athlete, otherwise healthy, who was diagnosed with what? That's right, my friends, myocarditis after getting the COVID jab. Let's play a little bit of this video. I am in the hospital right now with heart complications from the COVID-19 vaccine. And I want to inform as many people as I can about the risks from taking the vaccine that I wish someone would have told me. So I am a division one student athlete with no prior health issues. And I got the second COVID shot Tuesday. And within four days, I have been diagnosed with myocarditis and was told that I probably won't be able to play my senior season now. It is a side effect from the COVID vaccine and it's really not being reported or addressed. And it is a serious issue that we should all be informed about before making this decision. It isn't right for people to be forced to take the vaccine because there are actual side effects like this that could happen to you. And the NCAA should not mandate student athletes to get the vaccine because of what could happen to so many fellow student athletes, um, health issues, which has happened to me. Everyone should be informed of the side effects and no one should be forced to take something that could cause what has happened to me. So there you guys go. This young man who was otherwise healthy has now been diagnosed with myocarditis, which is heart inflammation that will be affecting him for the rest of his life. But are we allowed to talk about these things? Are we allowed to discuss these things? Barely. Barely. The fact that my YouTube channel is still up and that I'm allowed to talk about these things, again, allowed by our government, it's insane to me because this type of news and these types of videos are so suppressed by big tech. They're so suppressed by the news because this should have been a headline story. This kid should have been on if they were real news organizations, CNN, MSNBC, on every major news channel. But because the mainstream media does not actually care about our health, we will never hear these stories. Let me go ahead and read a couple of these um responses as well. Apparently a local TV channel put this post out on their Facebook after the vaccines were available to everyone. Did you lose an unvaccinated loved one to COVID-19? Please share your family's story with us. And this is what all of the comments said, not all of them, but the majority of them. My grandpa-in-law died the day after his second dose. Would you like that story? Lost my mom 10 days after she got her second Pfizer jab. She couldn't swallow or talk correctly the very next day, was hospitalized and basically never woke up again was sent home on hospice after five days in the hospital and died at home. My uncle suffered a stroke due to blood clots and complications days after his second shot. My dad flatlined after his second dose of Moderna. No, but a teenager hospitalized myocarditis the day after the second Pfizer shot. My son's classmate lost her mother from heart complications due to the vaccine. My dad passed away three months after his second shot. My daughter, 33 years old, died 10 days after getting the shot. I don't actually know anyone who died of COVID, but I do know several who got very sick. Some of them vaccinated, some of them unvaccinated. However, I do have two friends who died from complications with the vaccine. And it goes on and on and on. But are we ever going to hear these stories? Do you think that this news organization, again, their name is 
WXYZ TV Channel 7. It's an ABC news affiliate. Do you think that they're going to report on any of those stories? Absolutely not. All we're going to hear is the story of the one woman who was morbidly obese and unvaccinated and went to the hospital and then got freaked out and said that she should have gotten vaccinated. That's the only story that we're going to see. Another story that should have been highlighted but wasn't, Two top FDA officials resigned over the Biden administration's booster shot plan, saying it insisted on the policy before the agency approved it, reports say. The FDA announced the resignations of Marion Gruber and Philip Krauss on Tuesday. The pair led the FDA office in charge of approving vaccines. Politico and Endpoints reported they left in frustration over Biden's COVID-19 booster shot plan. So apparently... Um, they were frustrated and they left in anger over the Biden administration's plan to roll out COVID-19 booster shots before officials had a chance to approve it. You think that would be pretty big news. You think that would be something the American public should know, but no, that's not going to be headline. That's just going to be brushed under the rug and, uh, you know, memory hold, we'll never see it again. Another interesting thing that I saw on social media, did you know that if you Google who has the largest criminal fine in history, the first thing that shows up is Pfizer. Oh, would you look at that? The uh, one vaccination that's actually FDA approved, Pfizer received the largest criminal fine in history. Pfizer also paid $1 billion to resolve allegations under the Civil False Claims Act that the company illegally promoted four drugs, Vextra, antipsychotic drug Geodin, antibiotic Zyvox, and anti-epileptic drug Lyrica. So the largest criminal fine in history was received by Pfizer. Very, very interesting. But again, another thing we're not going to see from the mainstream media. What we are going to see and what is always going to be highlighted and platformed are people like Stephen King, are the elites, are the celebrities who are allowed to spread actual medical misinformation. Stephen King tweeted this out last Friday, 1,200 dead of COVID yesterday in Florida, not the total for a week or a month, but one single day. And this tweet has almost 100,000 likes. And then if you guys just go to the CDC's website for that day, you would see that the daily death toll on the day where Stephen King said 1,200 people died in one day the death count was actually nine. But is anybody going to correct that? Is anybody going to tell the almost 100,000 people who liked that tweet in fear of the unvaccinated? Are they going to tell them the truth about that? Anybody going to issue a correction? No. We're going to see and continue to see people like uh, Stephen King and again, also Patton Oswalt, another elitist who is apparently a comedian platformed. He says, I have an ego, but my ego is not big enough to think that people should die to hear my stupid comedy. Patton Oswalt has canceled shows in Florida and Utah after venues refused to require proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test for entry. And this is what I want to highlight with this story right here. He's saying that people will die if they go to his comedy show for being unvaccinated. And that in itself is medical misinformation. It is. Because he's essentially saying that if you caught COVID at his show, then you die. That's it. There's nothing left for you. You just die. So how come that isn't medical misinformation? How come when it's only one extreme, it's this huge, insane thing. But when it's the other side, it's completely fine. They can spread as much medical misinformation as they want to. 
Okay, so that is wrapping up our COVID news for this show. Now let's go into the recall election because news just broke of the results. And apparently Gavin Newsom won in a blowout, which is honestly not a surprise to me at all since I have friends who are in California and today we're talking about the realities of voting in person and the mail-in ballots that were sent to Californians and the reality of what that looked like. My good friend James Klug, who is a reporter for Newsmax, reported earlier today, holy crap, I was just affected by voter fraud in California. Just filled out a provisional ballot in person to override his old vote, apparently. He said, get out and vote in person. If I hadn't, someone would have gotten away with stealing my vote. Universal mail-in ballots are absolute garbage. Californians deserve better. And many people were complaining about this for the past week of how they were going in to vote on the vote um yes on recalling gavin newsom and poll workers were telling them oh well you already voted sorry and they were like no i haven't we also saw pictures like this one from blake masters who says he's running for Senate in Arizona. He says, well, what a surprise. All it takes to see how a million voter voted in California recall is to shine a weak cell phone flashlight through the back of the envelope. And then he has the pictures up here. Here's the official ballot, the mail-in ballot. And then if you just shine a weak light behind it, you can easily see if someone voted yes or no to recall Gavin Newsom. And again, too, yesterday, just to show you guys, the feelings towards both Joe Biden and Gavin Newsom in California, because I'm not surprised about the outcome of this recall election, because we were seeing so much news like this. Uh, again, just a re reiteration, this is how Joe Biden and Gavin Newsom have been greeted. If you guys can just hear that B-roll, people are loudly booing them. This was just yesterday, because Californians are so tired of Joe Biden being a bad president and Gavin Newsom as a whole. So that was the sentiment over there. A lot of people were very upset, but apparently uh, Gavin Newsom won with, I believe, 67 point, oh, 61% of the vote. 67.5% uh, of the people voted no on the recall per NBC News. That just broke right now. But nobody is surprised at the outcome of this. Uh, again, OAN put this report out earlier this week. California residents are having issues with their ballots for the recall election. And they're basically interviewing people who are saying, like I said, hey, I came to revote yes on the recall. And someone told me I already voted. Candace Owens again retweets that and says, I received about 20 emails last night from people telling me that they went to vote for Larry Elder only to learn that they had already voted. She says that this needs to be index investigated, but it seems that the fix is in. And based off of the results of this election, it seems that it is. And um, of course, we saw the media running cover for Gavin Newsom as well. And all of the Democrats in California, LA Times put this picture out of Larry Elder. And this was this last week. And it basically looks like he's slapping this woman in the face. And the woman in the picture comments on the article and says, are you kidding me? You use this picture to make it look like Larry Elder is slapping me. He was attacked by a white female wearing a gorilla mask. Are you covering for racists? And apparently she was hugging Larry Elder. They were just, you know, they're meeting. She, he was not slapping her in the face. But that is our media. And that is our election system. So nobody is surprised by this outcome. And I hope it wakes up even more Americans 
to the reality of what is going on in this damn country. Because free and fair elections kind of seem like medical misinformation, if you ask me. Obviously not medical, but uh, since that's a term that's so widely used, (sighs) there we go. So Gavin Newsom has not been recalled, and our entire country is crumbling around us every single day, which is why we see stories like this one coming out, arguably the biggest story that came out of today. U.S. top general secretly called China over fears Trump could spark a war. Now, apparently, Bob Woodward is coming out with a new book, and that's how this story was leaked about General Mark Milley. Uh, Apparently, the top U.S. general secretly called his Chinese counterpart twice over concerns that then-President Donald Trump could spark a war with China as his potential election loss loomed and in its aftermath. So apparently he called a Chinese general of the People's Liberation Army on October 30th, four days before the election, and again on January 8th, two days after Trump supporters, uh, you know, went to the Capitol on January 6th. Milley sought to assure that Lee, to assure Lee, the uh, Chinese general, the United States was stable and not going to attack. And if there were to be an attack, he would alert his counterpart ahead of time. So we have U.S. top generals calling China and letting them know what our military is going to be doing. On top of that, apparently Mark Milley also held secret Pentagon meetings telling staff not to take orders from President Donald Trump regarding nuclear weapons. So great. Not only is our president owned by China, not only is the entire entertainment industry and our entire culture essentially owned by China, now our military, it comes out, is also owned by China, not surprising in the least. But there we go, because just to reiterate for you guys, because we do tend to forget things that happen in this country. We do tend to forget who's in office and some of the ties that his son has to Ukraine and China. So just to reiterate, Hunter Biden, who's Joe Biden's son, if any of us, you know, need a refresher on that one. Hunter Biden's art dealer said he wanted to be the lead guy in China in 2015. And also remember that Hunter Biden's paintings, which look like a two-year-old made them, and are selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. The buyers are being kept anonymous. We're not allowed to know who is buying these pieces of art. And apparently the art dealer representing the president's son has longstanding ties to China and said in 2015 that he wanted to be the art world's lead guy in China. His direct quote, my plan is to be the lead guy in China, the lead collector and art dealer, discovering and nurturing talent from that region. I plan to find and discover and bring to the rest of the world those I consider China's next generation of modern artists. And he also goes on to say that he believes China's economy is transforming the global economy and everything is changing because of a rising China and that he was fascinated by cultural impact China is having on the world. Cultural power is real power. That is the reason America continues to be the capital of the world because of its influence on culture for generations and on an unrivaled global letter, Burgess also said. And I think more and more the Chinese are beginning to understand that cultural innovation will power their future cultural influence across continents. And again, they uh, in this this news article from Fox News highlight how anonymous buyers for Hunter Biden's art 
could have ties to the Chinese Communist Party and could attempt to buy influence in the Biden administration through the art purchases. And then also, let's not forget to Hunter Biden. He had uh, dealings with China and Ukraine, specifically in China. The New York Post cited a purported email from Hunter Biden in August of 2017, indicating he was receiving a 10 million annual fee from a Chinese billionaire for introductions alone, though it is unclear who was involved in the alleged introductions. Another purported email, which Fox News said it confirmed, reportedly refers to a deal pursued by Hunter involving China's largest private energy firm, saying it included a cryptic mention of 10 held by H for the big guy. And um, Fox News citing an unnamed source says the big guy is purported to be Joe Biden. So just a refresher there of how China has influence and essentially owns Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, how China has infiltrated our military. China owns Hollywood, which is why you can't have the Taiwanese flag in, you know, the new release of Top Gun. And we can't release anything movie-wise that insults China. That's why the NBA bows down to China, because China owns us in more ways than one. And a lot of people need to wake up to this reality. Many people are denying this fact, and they don't want to believe that China has infiltrated the U.S. as much as it has, and that China is that big of a threat. But if they weren't, then we wouldn't see breaking news like this from today. U.S. Coast Guard spotted Chinese warships, including one of its most advanced destroyers, off Alaska and within the U.S.'s exclusive economic zone late last month, the U.S. military now revealed, and this just broke today. So China is continuing to grow in power and influence all across the world here in the U.S., and they are flexing their muscles because they do not fear America, because as I reiterate on every single damn show, Joe Biden is a mockery. Joe Biden is owned by China, as is the U.S. And instead of us, you know, focusing on China, China's infiltration of our government, of our military, of all of our cultural institutions, our university, instead of our U.S. government putting our resources to proper use, we have military members injecting people with free vaccines at the airports, and uh, we have the Biden administration trying to push in their new reconciliation bill, which I believe is a $3.5 trillion budgeting bill. Um, apparently, they are now trying to snoop on Americans who have $600 in their bank account. They're trying to allow the IRS to view into people's bank accounts. A Daily Mail writes, why are they snooping on an average Joe over a $600 payment? Fury as Biden tries to let IRS snoop on your bank accounts, Venmo, PayPal, and crypto deals and plan that could violate the Fourth Amendment. Now, this is old news, by the way. I just forgot to cover it. But Joe Biden is now trying to let the IRS snoop on all of our personal transactions actions and our bank accounts because you know I'm I'm pretty sure the average person I would hope has at least $600 in their savings account so Joe Biden is essentially trying to let the IRS snoop on all of us Going into this story a little bit more, the proposal would require banks to report gross inflows and outflows to the IRS from an account in order to target audits. The IRS estimates that compliance on taxes due on wages is 99%, while compliance on less visible sources of income is only 45%. And um, banks are largely against this proposal so far, which they would say would impose erroneous reporting requirements on institutions for little benefit. 
onerous, sorry, not erroneous, but basically people are saying that this could violate our fourth amendment, um, our amendment that stops us from being unlawfully searched. So uh, just, you know, again, another insight into Joe Biden and his complete destruction of our entire country. Also, this past weekend was the 20th uh, anniversary and memorial of 9-11. So many Americans came together to remember that day and what it meant for so many Americans. Joe Biden was actually booed at the 9-11 memorial. People called him a traitor and an awful president for what he did in Afghanistan. He was getting booed again all across America, but specifically at that 9-11 memorial. Also, just to um, point out, the President's Club, which is Bill Clinton, Obama, and Joe Biden, they're all at that memorial for a photo op. And if we juxtaposition that with Donald Trump and how he spent 9-11, that 20th anniversary, he went and met with New York police and firefighters to go thank them for everything that they've done for their service. And again, just, you know, commemorate them and everything that they've done and everything that they sacrificed on that 20th memorial of 9-11. So just the difference in the elitists who are now again in power over our entire country and Donald Trump, who threatened the establishment, which is why they hated him so much and had to fortify the election per their own words. That was in a time article that came out post the 2020 election. And again, to just going back to 9-11, what this weekend meant and where we are currently at 20 years after that day, the humiliation of having the Taliban inaugurate a government on 9-11 20 years later to the day full of the FBI's most wanted list is hard to overestimate because a lot of people were pointing out that basically 20 years later, many American deaths later, trillions of dollars wasted later, the Middle East is essentially right back where it was. And the Taliban inaugurated their government on 9-11 in a, as I would imagine, a big F you to America. Jack Posobiec points out the White House staff were experiencing classic emotional transference by equating the unvaccinated to the Taliban. They are able to take out their frustrations on the group they have power over after being humiliated by the other psychology 101 stuff. And again, I brought this tweet up and tied it back to 9-11 because we saw George Bush trying to call Trump supporters domestic terrorists during his speech for 9-11 on that memorial. And we saw, again, all of these elitists try to come for right-wingers and the unvaccinated. And again, too, you know what? We're all essentially grouped in to the same place at this point. They're calling us domestic terrorists if we push back against them in any way, shape, or form. So if you're a Trump supporter, if you're unvaccinated, if basically you don't listen to exactly what the government wants you to do, you are a domestic terrorist at this point. And George Bush himself utilized the 20th anniversary or memorial speech of 9-11 to try to make that comparison. So absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And um, that wraps up tonight's episode of Rapid Fire. Again, sorry I mumbled and jumbled my way through tonight's show. I am feeling a little bit under the weather today, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. But 
I took a bunch of supplements and I'm already feeling a lot better, but my brain was a little bit slow tonight. So apologies on that one, but thank you again for tuning into another episode of rapid fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Please remember that you guys can always go to prepare with My patron supply is a sponsor of this show to get 25% off your four week or three month food supply. This is a product I use and love. And, um, I'd highly recommend that you guys get it because, again, don't wait for the government to tell you when you can or cannot buy groceries for your family. Take matters into your own hand. Make sure that you always have the ability to feed your loved ones via emergency food supply no matter what because we all know that the government could literally pull the plug on us at any minute. So preparewithsavsays.com. Also remember, you can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, everywhere you can find podcasts. And finally, go to savsaysofficial.com for all of the articles and research that I do in this show. A lot of you guys ask for specific videos or articles that I reference on my show. You guys can go find them under the research pa- uh, page on savsaysofficial.com. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode.